Berger was Chief Justice from 1969 to 1986. Michael Clancy Freelance photographer who considered himself pro-choice until he witnessed the prenatal surgery of Samuel Armas and captured a series of photos showing Samuel reaching from his mother's womb and grasping the finger of the surgeon. Clancy is now a pro-life speaker. Linda Coffey Sarah Weddington's partner in developing and arguing Roe v. Wade, a classmate of Weddington's. It was through a friend of Coffey's that the pair discovered Norma McCorvey, Jane Roe. Joseph W. Delapena, Villanova law professor and author of Dispelling the Myths of Abortion History. While Professor Delapena may be characterized as pro-life, his views on abortion are more liberal than that term generally indicates. Nevertheless, his 1,200-plus page book clearly refutes the logic that was used by Sarah Weddington and Harry Blackman to justify the legalization of abortion on demand. William O. Douglas Supreme Court Justice from 1939 to 1975 Perhaps the most adamantly pro-abortion justice on the bench during the Roe v. Wade hearings, Douglas voted with the majority. Kenneth Edelin, M.D., a Boston-area OBGYN and national chairman for Planned Parenthood from 1990 to 1992. In 1975, while working at Boston City Hospital, Dr. Edelin was convicted of manslaughter of an aborted fetus who, according to evidence, breathed outside the womb. The jury conviction was later overturned by a judge. Marion Foe Pro-choice proponent and author of the book, Roe v. Wade, The Untold Story of the Landmark Supreme Court Decision That Made Abortion Legal. Sherry Finkbein, a Phoenix children's TV personality and mother of four. Without realizing the potential harm to her unborn fifth child, Finkbein took headache medication during pregnancy in 1962 that contained thalidomide, a drug harmful to a developing fetus. Upon learning of the potential harm and confirming it, she sought an abortion in Arizona and was denied. She eventually traveled to Sweden to obtain a legal abortion there. The resulting controversy contributed to the public outcry to liberalize U.S. abortion laws to include exceptions for fetal abnormalities. Robert Flowers, Texas attorney who argued the pro-life position against Sarah Weddington during the second hearing in Roe v. Wade. October 1972. J. Floyd, Texas attorney who argued in favor of the pro-life position against Sarah Weddington in the first hearing of Roe v. Wade, December 1971. Carolyn Gerster, M.D. Dr. Gerster is one of the co-founders of NRLC, the National Right to Life Committee. She is an outspoken pro-life proponent and a retired medical doctor. Alberto Goblini, Ph.D., a bioethicist from the University of Milan, a supporter of both abortion and infanticide, co-author of a highly controversial article in the Journal of Medical Ethics titled After Birth Abortion, Why Should the Baby Live? Alan Guttmacher, a pro-abortion gynecologist and a past president of Planned Parenthood. Ironically, Guttmacher was originally opposed to abortion in the early years of the birth control movement. Like Margaret Sanger, 
the founder of Planned Parenthood, Guttmacher then espoused birth control as a means of eliminating abortion. Nevertheless, as the pro-abortion movement began to take shape in the 1960s, Guttmacher became a prominent abortion advocate. He founded the Association for the Study of Abortion in 1964. Margie Pitts Hames, pro-abortion Georgia attorney who filed suit against the Georgia reform law, even though it allowed exceptions for rape and health, resulting in Doe v. Bolton. Like Weddington, Hames won the case at the Supreme Court. Karen Handel, pro-life former senior vice president for public policy at the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Handel resigned amidst pressure from pro-abortion proponents during the Susan G. Komen Planned Parenthood funding controversy of early 2012. Beverly Wildung Harrison, pro-abortion professor of ethics.